Okay. All right. Well, uh, I'll get the name. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Uh, you have a perspective that we'd really like to get out. And uh, again, like with everybody else, you know, we're talking about uh, issues related to Black Lives Matter and being black in the world and FGC. And like with the other guests, I think I'd like to just give you the chance to to talk. So, floor is yours. Okay. Um. <clears throat> I mean. <laughs> I didn't expect, I mean, you know, the protests and things like that. I I didn't expect any of it during a pandemic um, to the Black Lives Matter movement happening. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was phenomenal that it's happening. Things like this, they, they push change, and, and I love it. Um, but, of course, with anything that's supposed to um, push change, of course, there are those that are going to see it another way. They're kind of negative about it. Um. But for me, when it originally all started and the FGC was uh, catching wind of it, uh, there was a lot of people supporting it, which is great. But for me, I felt like, um, I'm like, well, there was a lot of uh, black people in this community who were talking about these problems for, for a very long time. Um, just the treatment of black people in the gaming community and, and in the FGC and, and in regards to their concerns being heard uh, with racist comments and um, things not being addressed. And, uh, you know, we're black lives in the community. And uh, a lot of people felt like our voices weren't heard. Like, when we had to do the most, we had to yell, scream, and shout to even be noticed in regards to those things. Um, or in sensitive comments, right, about uh, racial problems or um, even things that have happened recently, um, like the watermelon lives matter thing and the I can't breathe joke. And, and those things are very insensitive. Um, it, it really doesn't, you know, saying all that, it, it didn't make me feel safe. And a lot of other people don't feel safe when things like that happen and people feel comfortable doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, but with all that being said, it's been great that there's been a lot of um, charities that have been happening in the FTC as well that have been uh, donating money to the, the movement and the different organizations. So that's beautiful. I remember telling my sister about all of this, and I was like, I just wish that it didn't take this for people to start caring because yeah. I'm like especially in my own community where I call it home but at the same time it's like I don't really feel like some people actually care it's just trendy and mm -hmm. it makes me feel a little uncomfortable it makes me feel like it doesn't really matter unless it makes you money um but my sister said this she's like oh Janelle stop being so cynical you know there is a lot of good there and she's like you know things like this help the world move forward, the change, like the change, because she's like, there's actual genuine people who want to do the right thing. And I said, I know, but I think I'm so used to feeling guarded because of always having to defend why I speak up about the things I speak up about, and other women and, and black people as well, and, and that it's like, maybe it's just hard to kind of see it as genuine when all you've had to do is defend yourself. Right. And, and, and it's, it's hard. It's really hard because, um, I've said this before, but it's like people, a lot of people just support you because you can play the game well, but they don't really care about what happens right. to you. Um, I mean, and it's, I could go out the house today and get shot and nobody would, would care. That's, but people won't care about that. That's how easy, it, that, that's what happens to black people. So even, but, but that's considered politics uh, in, in the gaming community for some reason. But my well being, and anybody, any black person's well-being shouldn't be considered politics. It's, it's just, it's, you know, it's our safety. It's our well-being. It's respect. It's human decency. Like, 
So I, I wish I, I wish I could be a little more um a less cynical about it. I've gotten better with it, you know, but it's like, mm, okay, is this for the time being? Or is this actually is, is this support gonna be for the long run? Um but aside from that, I've also used my own podcast uh that I do with Alicia uh X Life and uh, it's called FTC Woke and we talk about a lot of different topics. Some of them including like uh, some of the things that we've dealt with as women of color in the scene because the experience is very different um, compared to men. And so you know, we talk about that. We talk about just our experiences of getting into the scene. And so we use that platform to actually talk about the Black Lives Matter movement. She went out to go protest. We held a podcast here. I haven't been able to go protest yet. I've, I can barely leave the house because downtown is like an hour plus change away. So it's been kind of hard, but um. But I definitely um done a lot of reading because mm-hmm. of things I didn't know either, and um, my family and I chose to celebrate Juneteenth and yeah. and what that meant for Black people and and actually like being free. Um, it felt good. It felt good. It's an awakening for a lot of us, and it, just because we're, we're we're Black doesn't mean we automatically know everything about um what's happened to our people. I think it's always good to be educated, whether you're black or not, especially about other people's experiences. Um, I think sometimes what people lack is empathy. And I wish people had it more. <laughs> mm. uh, when I think about that, empathy and the, and the FGC, mm, I said this kind of to a friend like a few days ago, I was like, I kind of only feel welcomed in the tech community. When it comes to anything outside of that, it's kind of hard because um, uh, you don't want to be seen as the angry black woman because you're speaking about, about things that genuinely happen to you and people that look like you. Uh, and that's like, it's very uncomfortable, but you somebody has to do it. Uh, you have to be like, hey, like this happens to me. Like these things happen to me. Um, and you always kind of have to keep yourself guarded. It's, it's hard. It's very traumatic, actually, to, to be honest. Um, when you see like racist things in your own community and you call it home, uh, I, I saw this, um, that's called trauma. When you experience like uh, things like that, racist things or anything like sex, anything like that, it's a trauma that people experience. Mm-hmm. And sometimes um, people kind of bury them. But um, a lot of people have buried them uh, in this community because it's the community they love. But I do like that it's going in a more positive way with, um, you know, people being put in check. But not just that, but... Um, there are people that have acknowledged, hey, I'm wrong, I've, I've done wrong, I want to do better. Um, like I said, the charities, tons of charities for different events. I think it's beautiful. Uh, it's just, I, I'm kind of in a weird place in this community. Like, I, I kind of stick to the tech in one because mm-hmm. that's the only one I really feel the most comfortable with. And I have friends in other communities, like other friend game communities, but um, the moment I step outside of it, uh, I get a little hesitant. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be kind of an interesting situation for you as well, because, you know, as a, as a black woman in the FGC, you've probably hit a lot of roadblocks and everything. But, you know, the FGC tends to have this kind of almost too much of a, uh, a fascination with accomplishment and you have to be good and all this other stuff. And, you know, obviously you've done really well in a lot of tournaments. But, and then all of a sudden, I mean, once you started placing higher in tournaments, that's probably when you started feeling people almost kind of treating you differently, right? And then, you know, it's hard to figure out who you can trust, who's genuine at that moment, right? 
yeah, that's actually um, what happened. Like, you know, because I'm considered a top player, but that wasn't without hard work, right? Mm-hmm, but I'm course. still seen as the uh, the exception. Yeah. And, and that's really disturbing. Um, I hate to mention this because I don't want to bring it up, but I feel like this is kind of what I have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chris G comments in 2017, um, I was tagged a lot. I was tagged mm-hmm. a lot, and it was very uncomfortable because those were my first introductions to, like, the competitive and the social media side of the Jeez. SEC. Um, I was like 20, 21, 20, uh, something like that. I was very naive because I didn't know much about the scene, but I was, I was really excited to play um, a lot because I, I saw the improvement. I, you know, it was based on my own hard work. Like I was really excited. I was happy. I'm like, wow, you know, everybody seems so great. <laughs> Silly me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I got tagged a lot in the comments that he said, and it really shattered everything that I thought um, because I saw black men in there some black men in there agreeing and black women agreeing so uh, and I was getting tagged as the exception to it I said no no that's that's not fair uh, why 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 do black women have to get targeted and um right you know so it's kind of like one of those things where it's like I was doing well but at the end of the day I mean right you know, you still get treated like that. Right. So that's why I had to separate myself from certain parts. And yeah, like sometimes there's special treatment that I'm getting, and I, I, I don't, I'm like, I don't want that. That's not what I want. I want mm-hmm. black women and just, you know, women to be treated the same as everybody else because we want the same thing. Whether it's to enjoy the scene, we want to meet new people, make new friends, get better at the game. And I, I should not, or any other woman, any, no other black, no woman in general should have to deal with that side of it. Mm-hmm. It was very traumatic for me and a lot of other women. And I almost left. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not just words. It's the fact that those words enable people to also mm-hmm. feel the same way comfortably and state it outwardly. That's why so many women have left the scene because it's like gatekeeping. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a different experience for women and for black women. You know, black women have been saying forever they wanted something done about uh, those comments. Nobody listened. They said that they were complaining that they were bitter. But it makes the scene unsafe for us. We're called all kinds of N-words and ratchets and, I mean, so it doesn't make it safe. It doesn't make it welcomed. So, um, it's kind of hard because, like, how can, how can you succeed in a space that isn't welcoming to you? Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's really, really hard. You have to dig really deep. <laughs> That's why I said Tekken for me, I'm so glad I played, I played this game. Um. Because, like, you I know, feel like I actually get appreciated, um, like, uh, for what I do. Because I'm, like, I'm one of the best for a reason. Like, and, and nothing should ever uh, cloud that, you know. Like, but in other scenes, I see the, the treatment is very, very different. Um, I don't know if it's because Tekken's still, like, kind of smaller, maybe. Uh, maybe there's more diversity in it. I don't know. But I thought it was any other scene. Like, I get it, because women have left the scene. Um, Brenda Bra was even talking about her experiences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, put her, I, put, I, I asked her to come on my podcast, like, last year. Yeah. And she told me. She told me. Like, bring your bra on cue. And I just, I don't, I don't wish that for anybody yeah. who comes into the scene. I'm not trying to make it like a, oh, Sabo was, you know, the black women. No, I'm just saying this stuff exists, and it's getting better. It's just... Right. 
Because, I mean, as, so, as soon as you started talking about women who left the scene, you know, you mentioned Burn Your Bra. She's one of the first names that came to my mind because, you know, she was someone I, I, I supported a lot in the FGC. And when she left, I talked to her about it. And I, there's just no, you couldn't blame her, you know, for all the, the, the way that, that that black women are treated in the in the fighting game community, you know. Used to tell me stories about all the things that competitors would say to her, like after matches and things, you know, or during matches. You see matches. what I'm saying? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And you know. You know, it's, I'm sorry. It's a really like passionate topic for me. Oh, you know? absolutely like, no. This hits home, man. Do not, like, this is do like, not, do not. I mean, there's no reason to not be passionate about this topic of here. Absolutely, be be as passionate as you as you as you want. <laughs> it, it's just you know, my parents told me like I could be whatever I wanted, you know. But they but they did tell me that you know because I'm black, there are some things that I might have to do twice as yeah hard. And yeah. you know, for for, for 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 parents to have to give that discussion to their kids. A lot of black children have experienced that. A lot of black people can work, they, they can they can count the, the 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 time in their head when their parents had that conversation. That conversation, the one where you have to uh, listen to police officers when they pull you over. That that the, what do you need to do? How you have to be like that is it's like that's really scary. But like things like that. So um yeah like uh, you know I didn't know that when I went to the FGC it was gonna be like that. Uh, and I thought about you know when Burger Broth was. She talked to me. Right. She told me everything, you know. And me, I always try and fight back the tears because I'm like, man, I, I I always have to be so tough in this scene. But like, no, this is not okay. Uh, I used to hear about her all the time, and I don't even play Street Fighter. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I love the game. I I, I play all the old ones, but mm -hmm. um, you know, she's I mean, appreciated in a place that actually can respect her um, fully. Mm -hmm. Because I heard she's a successful author, and I think that's beautiful. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I yeah, no, she she had a couple of books that were published, and I think that's really really awesome to hear. I yeah. didn't know that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was she was talking about it, and um, I t I told her everything I was doing, and she said she was proud of me, and that meant the world to me because um, it was a, another woman who understood because she. Yeah, I mean, you know, she. It's kind of a tough position that you're in, though, right? I mean, how how hard is it to balance? You know, because like you said, you don't want to be an exception. You don't want to be like, oh, look, here's a girl who's good at Tekken kind of thing. But at the same time, you kind of serve as a role model. You know, you are kind of a, you know, other girls are going to see you and be like, I want to be like Cuddlecore. I want to be, you know, that kind of, uh, I want to be a top player in the Tekken community and stuff like that. And how hard is it to, to balance those two kind of, you know, uh, those two kind of thoughts? really good question well, <laughs> you know it's something that i had a lot of time to think about when i first started writing. i always hated the term good female player yes i think it's trash that's mm -hmm. bullshit that's not what that is um i you know i'm being hella men you know getting top eights top 16s taking out tons of like the, the, the mostly men right so mm -hmm. i'm like no like i always make it very clear like what i do like i i i'm a great player I was just to do better, obviously, but mm -hmm. the point is, it's like, I never categorized myself as that. Mm -hmm. So I always, like, enforce that. Every single time I talk, in, in my streams, I do it too. I educate people on that. Mm -hmm. And I've also educated people in the podcast I do with my girlfriend because it's like, you, <laughs> so I, don't, I honestly don't think people know. Um, 
so you let them know, like, hey, this is actually kind of insulting because, like, I beat people who, like, you know, are men. Mm-hmm. And, like, because 98% of the community is, like, men or, like, 90-something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, when women hear me speak, I always push that. I always say, like, hey, don't let the community make the standard for you of how you're supposed to play. You set your own standard. Because if the community had it, honestly, I think a lot of them, I've seen it, like, they kind of downplay women's skill. Like, they, we can't be at the same right. level. And I'm like, that's a joke. Because I've seen women. I know women that are, um, you know, they're at that level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course, of course, women are the minority, so you won't see a ton of them. But we still exist. Um, so I always kind of enforce that, like, hey, I'm a great player, not a great female player, because that doesn't exist. That actually puts me in a category. It separates me off, like, I'm only good for a woman when that's not the case. Um, but, yeah, I always make that very clear, and I hope, you know, when women hear it, they're like, yeah, you know, you inspire me for this because, you know, you do well. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what it's about. Like, you can be a, a great woman and a great player. It's just don't ever, like, separate yourself. If that's what you want to do, fine, but, like, know that you are just as worthy as a man to be on that stage because you earned your spot because you beat the best ticket. So. Mm-hmm. What what has made you stay in the FGC? <laughs> the fact that I have great training partners and I have a <laughs> tight knit uh, community. Um, that's what has, and because Tekken actually really appreciates the um, the way I am. Like this, I know this might sound really small, but these are huge things to me. Whenever I do well, I'm always advertised in the best way possible. You know, mm-hmm. nothing's ever sexualized. Nothing's ever cut out. Nothing. The thumbnails are never like no. Like it's me. And all my blackness and all my colorlessness, it's me. And, and, and it's never hidden. It's never put away like, oh, this isn't marketable. Because I know that exists. Like, because of, you know, the look or something. Mm-hmm. But um, Tekken, has, uh, the people have been very kind. Um, they've been very welcoming. Uh, I, I had a really good introduction to the scene when I first started okay. with the young men I befriended. And um, since then, it's just gotten better and better, and um, and I because I practice so much, I train so hard. I, you know, success is is something that's quite addicting. Yeah. So you want more of it, and you know, so I try and get that to other people too, so we can uplift each other. So you know, I look up with all the people that have helped me too. So it's like a you yeah. know, it's a chain effort that you know we just help <laughs> each other, and and it's it helps and it, it makes because I like making a difference. Because if it wasn't for that, I'd be like, mm, wow, do I, am I really fulfilled? But I get to, like, give back. And I think that's really awesome. <laughs> I love it. That's so cool. That's great. I mean, uh, I, you, you talked about how the Tekken community is really supportive. I saw Harada tweet out your stream, like, I think it was yesterday or something. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, he, um, he tweets out, like, uh, streamers uh, quite often. Mm-hmm. And it's a great way for him to get back to the people yeah, I thought who that support was really his game. Cool. No matter how mad they get about the patches, he still loves <laughs> them, which is really cool to me. Um, but, you know, he, like... Yeah, he really supports the scene, mm-hmm. and you know, like I said, I, I also I think it was kind of like because there were a lot of like black pros I, I looked up to mm-hmm. in Tekken as well that were like great examples of success. Um, like NYC Fab was a huge like one for me mm-hmm. um, because he ended up training me in certain ways too. Nice. And you know, it, you know, the people who train me never said, "Oh, you know, you're a woman. You can't." No, they literally. We're like, hey, yeah, this is what it is. This is the old school stuff. Like, you know, and also fighting GM as well. Um, he did too. But 
a lot of people just they never thought twice about my color or my gender and i'm grateful for that and i have i remember those things that's what keeps me as well because that's why i am worried because people <laughs> didn't look at me different yeah i got lucky i said i hate to say it like that but i got really lucky because not every woman has an experience but i try and be a nice happy introduction to the scene for people who want to get better so yeah. Um, I really try and help. I train people too on the side. So. Yeah, I, I've always said, you know, like one of the hardest things is that when you're a woman in the fighting game community, a lot of times people will sit down and play you in tournaments and they'll use their secondary or they'll go easy on you kind of thing. And that's actually, you know, that that is sexist in, in, in and of itself. So, you know. It, it is very much so. Um, like, don't underestimate a woman's skill, you know, because mm -hmm. she she can know just as much as you, and and just because you're a guy doesn't mean you know everything either. You can get body just like anybody else. So I mean, I'm gonna just be a hundred about that. Um, <laughs> like no, it's just it's for real. Like um, most guys get body when they go to a tournament. This is what I say. I've said this online. Every guy gets body to go. Because it's like because you know there's like maybe fifty percent pro players, maybe even ten percent, and then the rest are like competitive but they're not pro like that they don't mm -hmm. place like that there's there's some but it's, it's a very small amount so i really don't think it's fair to belittle women and their fighting game skills because mm -hmm. they're they're trying to get better just like a lot of people a majority of people in the scene um but the last thing i would do is ever go easy on anyone i'm gonna beat their ass into the ground so yeah. it'll teach you to be better that's the way we do that that's the way i was taught and i would go to the lab and learn how to become better because that's how we do that don't underestimate anybody. Just beat their ass, and they'll learn that way. You beat by getting beat. You, you learn how to beat people by getting beat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense to me. Uh, is there anything else that you would like to talk about or, or bring up? Well, I think with the community and everything going on, um, I think it is really easy to kind of talk about um, the negative. But... There's a lot of positive and a lot of good things going on. Um, I love that people are being vocal. I love that people are speaking up and supporting each other. That is huge. Um, I do want to say that something that happened recently, the Black Girl Gamer Summit, was amazing. Uh, it showcased uh, all black women like uh, and their talent within the gaming community. We're all professional and and what we do. and. It, it empowered so many people to show like, hey, we exist in this in this space. Um, and some people didn't even know certain things, but they're like, oh my gosh, she she voice acted for this. I didn't even know. like cool things like that. I'm like, oh yeah, she plays Spider. Oh, that's so cool. Like, <laughs> I was so happy to be there. I felt so at home. And and when you see people that look like you, mm. um, you don't feel so alone. And there's nobody that looks like me on the pro circuit stuff. And there's nobody really. Like, they're all men, and, and they're. If they mean they're if they're black, then I mean cool, but like you know, still not women, and it's still mm -hmm. kind of different. So to be around that kind of power and like radiance <laughs> was amazing. I think more of that needs to happen. More summits, yeah. more things that show, hey, these people are in the scene that exist. Um, especially in these times, since we can't go to stuff offline, uh, I think it'll teach people about uh, <laughs> different groups of people, the talents, and give them more respect, um, maybe more of a sensitivity mm -hmm. to. Um, different ethnicities and, 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 and uh, different uh, people of color in, in the field, in different fields of gaming as well. Uh, it was just amazing. Uh, definitely recommend people check it out. It was a really good summit. Um, and you can where, learn anything or two. Hmm? Where can people check that out? Oh, it's uh, the Black Girl Gamers uh, Twitch page. Oh, okay, cool. 
Yeah, it's yeah. You can't miss it. It's got like a lab on the front with a controller in hand. <laughs> but it was awesome, and I think people should check it out. It's very empowering. Uh, it's not just for Black women; it's for Black people who maybe are a little afraid, and maybe like the the you know to get into the scene because they don't know where they fit because of some of the problems that have happened uh, regards to people of color and, and in this workspace in, in gaming. Just just worth it. Just worth a, a look see. Cool. Is there anything else you want to plug? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> new podcast called FGC Woke, Me and Alicia X Life. Um, it happens once every month. We talk about everything from positives, negatives to the scene. And we Chan- talk about Chan- current events. Channel? Hmm? Which, which channel is it on? Twitch channel? Oh, I'm sorry. Twitch.tv uh, slash cuddle underscore core. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, that. <laughs> Once every month, we have a Twitter page that like lets you know when and all that. But um, yeah, I feel like you can have discussions like that without getting attacked to death about them because you, it's seen as politics. Just come to our come to our page. We talk about all of it, so you don't yeah. worry about that. Because like, it's good to talk, but it's healthy. It's healthy. Yes. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's all. Thank you for having me. Cool. Uh, <laughs> you're you have a twin sister, right? I mean, not a little bit. I just call her my twin sister. Oh, okay, for sure. Uh, your impression of her suddenly going super high voice, I thought was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why are you? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I couldn't help it. It's just so funny. It's just, I love that kid. I, I just, it's so funny. Um, All right. Uh, also, I'm following the Scar saga very closely. Mm. <laughs> wow. Well, really, right. David? Really? <laughs> Really, David? Come on! I was gonna, I was gonna go the whole way without mentioning that. I didn't know what was gonna happen. I had no idea that me shooting my shot was gonna make. I didn't. I had no. He's a great man. <laughs> he is. He's a he's a wonderful guy. He's a wonderful, absolutely amazing guy. So, I mean, I really right. thank him for that one time that he lent me his Lamborghini. No, I'm <laughs> well, I saw all of you all trying to gas him up in the. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> all right <laughs> but uh thanks for coming on and 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 again uh yeah, appreciate everything that you had to say so well, thank you for having me have a good one bye all guys. right bye, bye. bye. Oh.